feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River curses, Wesley sings. Homegrown horror. Hello. Welcome to Homegrown Horror. We got the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
I think it was schlocky as hell. It was And if you're schlocky. enjoying it for that, it is not a good movie. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, after sitting with both those film experiences of the old and new Pet Cemetery, I can see more of the appeal of the old Pet Cemetery because of how schlocky it is. It's like people this really is, did not like the new one, which I I liked. It. I think it's unwarranted that people didn't like, like the, it, like the new one. I yeah, it was good. I liked it. As well. I liked it. Yeah. I found it very enjoyable. I think it was good pacing. I thought there was more decisions by the characters that I thought were less stupid. Um, I liked it more that. It was the older kid that was the issue. Yeah. It's like, the actors it's, weren't fucking The actors were a something. lot better. Yeah. Although. God, yeah, I forgot about the dad and his But, like, you know, I definitely uh, think that Pet Cemetery 2 definitely brought along some more drug use. It, this time everyone's on Xanax. Everyone's on Xanax. It's like the entire movie, everyone's giving the most like robotic stilted mellow performance ever it's like you meet the like the main friend the first time i forgot everybody's names it's been like a week since we watched this but you get the the main friends like the main friend to the the main character and he's just like hey man it's like you don't want to go burying your dog back there no you don't (laughs) so i'm looking at who's in this movie so one of the kids I think it's the... the One of the kittens? One of the kids, like the main kid. So he... His breakthrough performance was as John Connor in Terminator 2. Hell yeah. (laughs) He also, like... So he's in... Then he's in fucking Pet Cemetery 2, but he also was in A Home of Her Own with Kathy Bates and in Before and After with Meryl Streep and Liam Neeson. Oh, and and like... (laughs) I just can't. How do you how do you do movies with some of the greatest actors of all time and not and catch then that do, wave and then do Pet Cemetery too? How do you not catch that wave? I don't know. I think it's hard with child actors. You know. He also like so th- who I'm talking about. This is Edward Furlong. He did end up. He went on to be in the Green Hornet. Oh okay. <laughs> um, I never watched it. I he didn't was, hear good things. Yeah, he was also in um This is not this is not a movie. I don't know if I watched that. And then Star Trek Renegades is like his newer stuff. Is that a TV show? I think it is. I think okay. that's the the new TV show. And then we have uh Anthony Edwards who is the dad. He was in Top Gun, Zodiac, Miracle Mile, Gotcha, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> He's actually been in a lot of stuff. He also has a Golden Globe and six Screen Actors Guild Awards. Wow. He, oh, he was uh, known for his role as Dr. Mark Green on the first eight seasons of ER. Then the other person that I wanted to talk about, my favorite actor in this whole <laughs> was Clarence John Clancy Brown the third aka Lex Luthor in the DC animated universe and 
Mr. Krabs of SpongeBob SquarePants was in this. I lost my shit. I mean, he he also was in Highlander and in the Shawshank Redemption, but you know, I, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care I don't about care. the rest of this man's illustrious acting career. I don't give a shit that he's a good actor. He's Mr. Krabs. Krabs. <laughs> and I gotta say, he stole the show and stole our hearts. He, he really did. He gave the Tim Curry performance that this movie needed yes to just keep itself afloat yeah he was like chewing on all of the scenery it was brilliant (laughs) (laughs) this guy was he was brilliant i really liked him i thought he was like just so funny and some of the parts i mean he's a shithead Oh, yeah. But when the, he's, when every he's time zombified, he's, it's like, this is kind of funny. Funny, yeah. <laughs> so, now that you kind of have our first thoughts, we've introduced some of our main players. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. So, We're- we begin with... No, actually, the first thing that happens is we see, like... The woods at night, and we see like this big dog wolf thing coming up, like, <sighs> and then it like fades into like crossfades into this woman coming down these spiral stairs in a castle in a very flimsy little nightgown, a la Dark uh, Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I was like immediate Dark Shadows vibes, and we're both <laughs> sitting there like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is this? But like, <laughs> I like how he immediately started critiquing the movie as soon as it opened up. Just we're like, both what like, the fuck? What's is- happening? The, uh, the, the, the juxtaposition of like dog running in the woods to then this... Very, yeah, skimpy lady. Skimpy lady. Skimpy lady dancing her way down these stairs. Well, skimpy lady is a mama, so. <laughs> Quite a you mama. Be, you be, this you is, be respectful. Uh, this is famed actress Renee something. Uh, Renee know, what, what Hollow. Renee Hollow. Yes. Yes. And so she is on the set of this kind of B horror movie, I guess. It kind of felt that, yeah. Like, it, uh, it, uh, 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 it just kind of felt like sort of the staging for yeah universal well, monster picture. It's like it seems a little B horror movie, but, but it's at the, the same 90s. time, but it's the nineties, so it's like maybe this is good. <laughs> maybe it will end up being as good as the Mummy. Exactly. Maybe it will end up being as good as Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> so she like we we learn that it's a movie like this is a movie set because whoever like she's like kneeling down near she's in this like kind of wet looking basement of this castle and there's a coffin it's a, there it's a moist crypt it's a moist crypt there is a uh, a coffin there and she reaches down and there's supposed to be uh, somebody doing this pro- like a prosthetic thing and it he keeps touching her boo on accident because he can't see on accident. He, he, to be fair, he sounds very upset. He's like, I can't fucking see anything. So they call cut. I'm blind, blind down there. They they call cut. Her son comes down and they yeah, chat. Yeah, they allow the kids on, on set. I would know. 
I'm calling OSHA <laughs> about everything happening here because I I have not worked on movie sets in this way. I've been in a movie and it was not this fancy. And then also, well, with all these safety violations, that's what you get when you no, deal with non-union. Yeah. You know. So cameras. I've I've done like I have done lighting for theater. Like I know how to do lights and things like that. And everything happening here just sends my fucking spidey senses off. And I'm like. <laughs> this is where I resign <laughs> because they start filming again. There are, you know, there's live wires and it's wet, wet, wet. <laughs> there's the water floor. dripping all over the outlets. You know, people aren't really thinking about, hey, maybe we shouldn't have our lead lady, leading lady, kneel in a puddle of water. She has to be union. She has to be union, I guess, but there, nobody else is. <sighs> I just so long story short shit start like yeah, she, uh, she kneels down and she's grabbing like a metal fence and the the shocks just like start because she's basically if like she gets electrocuted and she's like you know this she's like a human torch for electricity she's like a, a lightning rod if you will <laughs> there's a word for that Brittany. she's a lightning rod for this electricity because she's the conductor and there's water and there's fuck it's bad so she gets i don't know this would be an educational podcast Highly recommend going to the Boston Museum of Science and going into their, like, lightning electricity room. 10 out of 10. You learn a lot. That's where, like, all of my information about (laughs) electricity and currents comes from. (laughs) There was a whole, like, two weeks at some point in your elementary school dedicated to, like, lightning, I bet. And uh, the staying powers with the Boston Science Museum. Actually, there was one other thing. That did have staying power. So CMP came when I was in elementary school. That's Central Main Power. They came and they had this little playset, right? Uh-huh. That has like different scenarios. And like they they have electricity running through it. So it's like, oh, there's little Billy with his kite and there's a wire. <laughs> <laughs> All the kids like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's where all of my money is going now because <laughs> they are like the prices are insane here in maine if you're familiar <laughs> on the clock app people are talking about it um can't wait for municipal owned power <laughs> so she gets toasted her face melts a little bit it's great her face does melt a little bit she like leans into the rod when uh, they turn off the electricity oh my god and the way she shakes is really bad. She like does this, ah, but she's like flailing like herself she's too like much. It feels like she's like up and back and forth and ah, back and forth. But it's like it's all in slow motion too that they're doing this, so it just looks even worse. I feel like than if they just not as impactful as I think it's the Green Mile. Not as impactful. Why as is the... that? Why is also that your first like? Oh, this is the take we're gonna use. They could have been like, no, pretend to be like more electrocuted or do it differently. But no, it's like, yeah, this is fine. Just phone it in there. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. All my money is going into keeping up this fake set that I need to focus on the the limited budget I've had for the real set. <laughs> yeah. So we then 
trans we we then end up at a vet's office because turns out so the kid by the way the kid's name is Jeff 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 his kid's name's Jeff and they he calls his dad Chase to tell him mom's dead yeah this so, kid just witnessed the most traumatic thing in his entire life it, well yeah <laughs> the first traumatic thing in his life. Yeah, everything from here on out is just straight up trauma. He's going to need therapy. I think everyone needs to move out of Ludlow and just like group therapy. I think they should burn Ludlow to the ground. I agree. It needs to become ashes immediately. Yeah. That that guy that we mean late there's a man later on that screams, get out of Ludlow while you I can. think it's really weird because specifically Ludlow is his mom's hometown. Mm-hmm. Why did they choose to move there? Because they had the they had the house that was under Renee's will, and they were like, "That's what I missed." That and part. Chase was saying, "I'm going to give him like a new life. Try to get away with it, away from you know Hollywood, LA, and LA. Hollywood." So and you that. know the the idea is move. To the opposite end of the country. Yeah, but also, like, I'm trying to give him a new life and then move into your dead wife's house. Your dead wife's house. And then, like, so Mr. Krabs plays a police officer. And the first thing he does when he meets this 13-year-old kid, he's like, hey, did you know your mom and I used to fuck? Does he say that (laughs) exactly? No, he says... Uh, your mom and I used to go together or something like that. <laughs> but it's still okay. like, you know, he's it's smart. Key, he's very smarmy. Yeah. But bas- like the look he's giving him is like, hey, I fucked your mom. I fucked your dead mom. Hey. <laughs> well, yeah, because Can we, you he, does, to me? he does say something to the dad like later, like you just can't stand that I had her first or something nasty like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit so, later on. So that's what he's. Yeah, he's he's nasty. Um. So dad is a vet. They move into this ha- the new house. I think we show them at the house first. I think so. And then we go to the... We meet, uh, there's a housekeeper who's very pretty, attractive, so sexy. blonde and beautiful. Bl- blonde, curly hair, big bouncing bazoingas. <laughs> like <laughs> the dad is immediately like, and your first job is to give me a blowjob. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is so horny. It is. By the way, like this movie is over the top. I thought it was going to be hornier, if I'm being completely honest with you. I actually thought it would be hornier. Like just going back to like campy aesthetic that I thought this was going to be. Although there is a, like I, there is a scene in the middle of the horniness that is just the biggest boner killer. And I'm like, I'm not getting it up again after this. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get there. But it's like, I've never seen a bigger, like, just, I'm I'm done. <laughs> there's some... Nothing else can get me hard. <laughs> there's a couple of things in here that are just kind of um, interesting choices. Oh my God, it's overall. bad. So, but hey, it was 92. So... The movers drop this box. It's like a wardrobe. Have you ever seen the big tall boxes that you put like yeah. clothes in? They drop that. Mm-hmm. And so one of her, dre- the mom's dresses that she wore to the 
Golden Globes, Oscars comes Something. comes out, and this the woman, Emmys. this woman who's their housekeeper, immediately is like, "Oh my god, this is the dress that she wore to blah blah blah." I'm such a big fan. She picks it up and like starts touching it, and I'm just She's sort of really like feeling it up. Is this what you do when you fir- like walk into somebody's house? Is you <laughs> immediately feel up? Well, it was items. It was a box that fell in front of her. To be fair. To be fair. But maybe she, it just kind of busted open. She was like, "Oh, hey." But instead of like being like, "Oh, here, let me help you. This looks like it's like I understand the importance of this dress." She later puts the dress on. By the way, <laughs> like uh, there's something. Jeff takes the dress out of her hands and even says, he, "Like, hey, my mom would not like like you, you touching, touching her, her stuff," which I think is okay. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, it's fine to say that. He said it in a shitty way, though. He did. Yeah. You could have just I been think, nice about it. I think he, said he sees the fuck way. me eyes his dad is giving her, though. So he's like, this bitch is not my stepmom. No, it's like, I don't like her. I don't want to. Which I do Mary. think that they. <laughs> it sounds like they the his the parents were separated. Mm-hmm. So, because at first I was like, damn, your wife dies and then immediately you're like on to the next one. But if they were separated, I kind of see him being like, well, I guess we don't have to go through that divorce now. I guess we don't get that much context. There really isn't. Because he does have dreams about fucking her later. So it's I think it's it's fair to say that they were I think they were separated. Oh, you think they were separated? Married, but separated. Okay. I think they were probably married. Because it says something about them, like... That they were separated? Yeah, he makes a comment that's not quite saying that they're divorced, but it... He says something that's like... Oh, he says, do you think you and mom would have gotten back together? Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's what tipped me off. So I I think that they are... Because everyone says, your wife, your wife, your wife. So I think they are still married. So this is more about together oh does that change your viewpoint of this this is a father-son bonding movie correct there we go (laughs) yeah it's supposed to be he's i'm trying to give him a new life he's living with his mom most of the time he's got this fast times at hollywood high life going on he's doing cocaine every weekend (laughs) probably well your life is unstable but it's okay now that he's moved to maine he's on xanax (laughs) (laughs) it's really easy to get xanax in maine (laughs) all that zanny here (laughs) do you think ludlow would have been part of the belfast I think it would have been the heart of the operation. It's the Belfast operation. <laughs> Absolutely. It would have been the Ludlow operation. Oh, yes. So they go to this, they go to the vet, the vet's office. Apparently this is the vet from, did we see a vet in the first movie? Yeah. No, well, they take church, well, they take church to the vet. They do take church to the vet. Um, I don't remember seeing, we should look that up. We should see if yeah. it's the same actor. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. This movie also tries to capture the lighting in a bottle that is Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work, but the soundtrack overall is okay. It sounds fine by itself, but I always, I, the whole soundtrack had, it was weird choices. It's like, let's do this sick guitar riff and then, you know, a mother and son fucking crash into a a wall no i don't think so i don't think it's the same one okay hold on though talk 
while I fit. Hold on. Hold on and talk. I'm talking. No, you talk. No, okay. <laughs> What's that? So they go to the the vet's office. <laughs> that apparently the guy. So the original vet from Pet Cemetery. He abandoned his business. Yeah, he 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 did abandon it. So there's like equipment left lying around. This is a really derelict looking establishment. They're in the office, which has this old like wallpaper that ha- uh, features a couple of hunting dogs. It feels like um, it really does feel like just an old like hunting lodge from like 1920s or something. Um but yeah, super is, disgusting aesthetic. There is a song by the Ramones called there Poison is. Heart. Okay. They didn't make it for this though, right? I think they did. They fucking did it. They did it, boys. I will say my favorite one is Gush Forth My Tears by Miranda Sex Garden, Catherine Blake. <laughs> I think I remember that one, yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to quickly peek into the the soundtrack. So, all right, now I'm back. I'm back, and I'm focused. My ADHD has been cured. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so, what what were you saying about the office? You know, I don't remember. Be um, it was super derelict and looks nasty. Oh yes. Oh my god. It like the. I think that there's like this really weird like print on the walls of like is it like hunting dogs? It is hunting dogs. I was literally <laughs> just talking about that. Okay, you okay, were okay. like out. <laughs> you were not. You were not listening to anything I was saying. You were just. I was pretending to be the... Jackson. <laughs> it's a good cosplay. Uh, true life. Um... <laughs> All right, I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready to. I party. talked about the hunting dogs. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> the the back room is really sketchy. The back room is sketchy. It features uh, a bunch of dead rats. Was that it? <laughs> yeah. And they're like cages. Just yeah, cages. cages. It's the kennel area, you know. Yeah, for but they they look not well taken care. You'd think that this had been abandoned for at least ten years. It feels like more than that, you know, just with the amount of dust on everything and like how so bad everything looks. They didn't Everything's really, rusty. They didn't say how much time was between the two movies. I don't think it was enough for it to start looking like that. No, unless it's like the other guy just took shit care of his business. I think it was like it had to have been like seven years at least between the two movies, right? But yeah, we're not. We don't need to look it up. Um, I'm not. I don't I don't care. think it meant. I don't think that we even know. We don't know. There's parts of it that are like tangentially related. So you find some kittens in the back. Oh, yeah. A cat leaps out of the back kennel. Which we never see the the grown cat ever again. No, she fucks off. She just abandoned her children. (laughs) Yeah. And said, I'm out of here. You take care of them. (laughs) And it's, yeah, five kittens left. And uh, the boy says, naturally, can I keep one? Yep. And then in comes the sheriff, Mr. Krabs, with his stepson, Drew, and this beautiful fucking dog. I thought his name was Clyde the entire time. The dog? No, uh, the stepson. No, it is not Clyde. Oh, that's the bully's name. (laughs) It is the bully's name. It's not Clyde. Um, But he has a dog. His name is Zowie. 
I love Zowie. Zowie. <laughs> Zowie is beautiful. Zowie is a, a little a husky very, yep. variant, right? And then also, yes, I think so. And then a little red flag goes off and you're like, wait a minute. Was this the wolf husky thing at the beginning? <gasps> and he does chase one of the kins. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tries to get. He immediately tries to eat one of the. He cats. tries to eat one of the cats, and this is where Mr. Krebs tells uh, Jeff that I fucked your mom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, when now what? We leave the vet's office. We leave the vet's office, and Drew goes to school. The next day, his dad drops him off in a creeper van. Like it's a. I understand. It's like. A mobile vet's office, yeah. but it is just a big old white van, and he has a sign that says "Kittens Free to a Good Home." <laughs> <laughs> he drops him off at school, and fucking Jeff has the cat with him at school, and I'm like, "What could possibly go wrong?" We meet Clyde. You, you said something like that. That was a normal thing. Kids will bring their pets to school. Is, I didn't is that say something? That. Allegra said that. Allegra said that. <laughs> I was like, okay, I so was that's the one not that a said, normal thing. Okay, no. I thought you agreed with that. No, I didn't. So who? Okay, she knows someone then that's brought their pet to school. <laughs> Probably. So like, open up the backpack. Oh, there's a whole ass dog in here. <laughs> <laughs> I used to bring my teddy bear to school because I'd forget to give it back to my mom, like when I was like in kindergarten. <laughs> and I had this. So I had this really, really tiny backpack that was shaped like a fish. No. And. So one day I actually forgot to give my teddy bear back to my mom and they're like, you have to put it in your bag. So I'm like trying to stuff it it in in and I'm like, I zip it and I'm like, I hope there's no homework today because I can't fit nothing in it. (laughs) (laughs) They give you homework in kindergarten. Uh, I was, I went to school on an army base. I was writing cursive in kindergarten. That's fucking weird. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) turn your children into super soldiers. (laughs) I was like making uh, like bees out of paper plates. I did that in. Um, I did go to. Pre- I went to pre-K, and we did that there at the army base. Yeah. Okay, so they just like they went basically at pre-K at an army base. You go through basically uh, preschool through what fourth grade. Yep. Okay, and then. You know, yeah, kindergarten when, is that. Fifth so yeah, because yeah. when I moved here, when I moved back to Maine. They were like, you're not allowed to write cursive until, like, the fourth grade, so you have to fucking stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I write in cursive on everything uh, now, but it's because I had, I remember I had this teacher who was like, who was like, show me your print. And she was like, that's awful. And then I was writing in cursive and she was like, oh, that's better. Just do that Just do that. (laughs) You and Anna both write in cursive. I, you're the only people that I know that a- actively write in cursive. It was pretty nice, I think, growing up because no one wants to look at your notes. <laughs> Fuck you. It's, so, like, it's like, oh, can I borrow your notes? Like, if you can read them, sure. So, you know, you're the least popular kid in class. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Always have been. So he brings his kitten to school, which is totally normal by any stretch of the imagination, no matter where you are. And... The bully Clyde sees he clocks that and is like, "I'm a fuck with him by putting his if we could describe in danger." If we could describe Clyde, he is a uh, Sid, but he like is, four years older. He is 
he's going to grow up to be one of the Lost Boys from the vampire movie, The Lost Boys. Okay, fair. Like, Just a he's real got, ruffian. Like, yeah, he's got, like, the earrings. He's got, like, the punk look. He is going to be one of them. <laughs> you hear me? I dig it. Because there was a part of me that was like, if I had watched this when I was younger, I would have been like, him, he's the one. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. <laughs> he is he's the like, one. He's like this edgy, punky 80s boy. And yeah. I'm like, he's like almost there. He's almost as punky as I would have wanted him to be when I was a little goth kid. <laughs> so he's an asshat. <laughs> this kid is a total fucking ass wipe. And... There's like they leave class and they're standing out in the hallway and there's a bulletin board of it says remembering Rebecca uh, Renee Hal Hall- which is again Jeff's mother. And there's you said like the one of them looks like a Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yeah, they have this like mural and it's like straight up. That's his mom in a bikini <laughs> just on a beach. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's you know they pull him aside like right out and they're like, sorry about your mom. She's fucking hot though. <laughs> he's like, oh, what you got there, kiddo? You got a cat? Takes the cat runs and then he steals a bike from somebody so he can like because all the bullies get on bikes and so okay so what's even funnier is like jeff's reaction to his cat gang so he does like this big exaggerated (sighs) and like no this has happened to him before yeah feels that way you know what's actually really interesting this scene and sort of like because i think he says like hey hollywood and i'm like wait a minute Hocus Pocus, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) They're invoking it. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, this one came first. So obviously the people who wrote Hocus Pocus saw it. I was like, yeah, that's my favorite 90s film, (laughs) early 90s film. Yeah, we're doing that. We're making a callback to Pet Cemetery 2. They go through the... um, what was their name? The Creed's Yard. The Creed's. The famous family from the first film that ended up murdering each other. Mm-hmm. And they go pass through. They pass through the Creed's Yard. Which, gotta say, like, the little pathway they get, so they get to the Pet cemetery pathway, it looks really close to the old movie. Like, it even does. the slope down, I wouldn't be surprised if they filmed the same location. I think I think they did. I think that these movies are very close to, like, they were filmed so close to one another. Like, they would have been able to get the site. Absolutely. And they go to the pet cemetery. Like the, the 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 bullies went to the pet cemetery, and they're they're coming out as Jeff pulls up on his bike. Also, by the way, I can't tell. Drew is sometimes with them. Drew, but was he's like, like there punching. There, he's like you know how in some friend groups there's a bunch. Of like, yeah, I had that's one. What there was is. one in my friend group. Do you want to hear all the terrible things he did? Doing? No. <laughs> I'll tell you one of them. I hope you're paying for his therapy. I I hope so. Uh, well, you know, he hasn't called. Um, this one time, I remember, it, it was like seven of us that would always hang out. And we relentlessly bullied this one kid. And we were children. So I'm not saying this is a good thing. Yeah. But this was just what happened. Um, and I remember one time, we were so fucking stupid. And then one time, we duct taped him to a chair. 
uh, put a helmet on him, and then put him on a sled, and then pushed him down a very small hill, very small hill. But yeah, no, that didn't end very well. His limbs were fine. He was in a lot of pain, though. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you, like I'm, that's something that would happen in this movie. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, like I think that what I did is more tame than what happened in this so, movie. <laughs> yeah. So Drew is with them. Clyde comes out of the pet cemetery. He's like, "Oh yeah, I buried your fucking cat. He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. Jeff punches him in the face. Yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. I do. I will say. I think Jeff has the I have no fucks down pat. Yeah, no. I mean, like, he's like emotionless. Does not give a fuck. He's, he's got the like hit that point lippy scene emo haircut, you know. Too. Like, I feel like we don't get a lot. We don't get a lot of like protag like kid protagonists that like are willing to punch the bully at the outset. Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's some Airbud films where that happened. <laughs> At the outset, like there's, there's no like, oh, I need to learn to have confidence or what. I'm not, I'm this broken kid. No, he's just sort of like, I don't give a fuck if call my dad. I don't fucking care. Boom. Boom. And he goes into the pet cemetery and his cat is just in a bird cage. Just in bird cage. Meowing. Meowing. He sees the deadfall. We Zoom in on the deadfall. The deadfall is this bundle of bunch of branches and stuff that's all dead trees. That is the marker between uh, regular land and very cursed land, uh, where the actual pet cemetery is. The actual uh, cemetery. Drew comes into the pet cemetery. He's like, "Hey, you know, I've never seen somebody punch Clyde like that. Like, I want to be your friend." Mm -hmm. I don't. I think they. Kind of, I don't think they pal around there for very long, but we go to. But like, I really like Drew coming in because he's like, "Hey, Drew's sorry on Xanax. about that, man." <laughs> yeah, Drew's on it's Xanax. like they're gonna bully me. <laughs> yeah, he just has that delivery the entire film, and and so does Jeff. To be fair, so yeah, these kids are just on Xanax. The whole, yeah, we cut to sort of figure. We we get to see some of Drew's home life. So he's got this young mom. Who has married the town fuckwad? I mean, sorry, sheriff. <laughs> and they Who's are just also like, on Xanax. Yeah, they are just like <laughs> fucking in the kitchen. Yeah, basically. And the this pissed me off. Like, so Mr. Krabs is like, you have to put that dog outside. Oh yeah, you got to put that Zowie. I'm like. Because you had said, like, you hate it when people are like, oh, I have a dog, but never, it's not allowed in the house. It's it's kind of infuriating. Like, I got people have their reasons, but it's just like, let the fucking dog inside, man. Like, it's like, oh, dogs are dirty. It's like, we'll give it a bath. Uh, like, when somebody puts a dog outside, it's just like, no, I mean, like, it's kind of miserable. I, I've... I've I know a lot of people who have an outside dog that bring it inside in bad weather, but I've also seen people like that don't bring it inside in bad weather, and it's just like you're just asking for your dog. What's to the be point of having a dog? Yeah, it's like if you're not going to take care of it, it's just this animal that roams your property. That's fucked up. So yeah. Zowie has to go outside. We also find out that there are rabbits. Mm. Mr. Krabs is obsessed with his rabbits. Yeah. He's so Mr. Krabs has a rabbit farm. Yes. Where he's just like, 
breeding rabbits, I guess, and selling them just wholesale. Uh, what's fucking weird. I mean, weird side hustle for one, <laughs> but it must be lucrative. He seems yeah. like he has a decent operation going, which is interesting to me. He's got like three cages of rabbits. Yeah. Uh, and also, apparently, he's attached an electric fence to the cages. To Zap Zowie. Yeah. At first, I thought it was for the rabbits, and I was like, no. that's fucking weird, man. No. Oh, what's also really funny is, like, when we first see him, like, he's hanging out, he's petting a rabbit, and then there's two rabbits that are fucking in the in the cage next to him. He's just kind of smiling at them. It's so weird. Yeah. He's so weird. They have dinner. They have dinner. He makes some comments about Drew's weeks. By the way, did I mention that Drew is a fat kid? Um, so, uh, yeah, so we gotta we gotta get some uh, some yeah. punches in there. And I love that Drew's just sort of like, sorry, I'm not like a fucking star athlete, athlete like sorry, you, I'm not like a stud but like you, you buddy. Yeah, stud like you. That's what he said. <laughs> and later, mom and Mister Krabs are fucking. Zowie gets zapped trying to get to the rabbit. So he goes downstairs, pulls out his gun, shoots the dog. He says, like, I told you, boy. I told you. I would have divorced him right <laughs> here. Told you to control that dog. Absolutely. But, I mean, he is a fucking abusive piece of shit. So You I mean, assume that yeah. he must be... Because he's obviously abusing Drew. He, he is, and I mean, I mean, look at him. He like he's been such an asshole the entire Tired. time. Of course, of course, he is. Yeah, uh, I would be beside myself if my if if my husband murdered my son's dog. Yeah. So Zowie limps off. Drew runs after and is like uh, holding Zowie. It's like the end scene in I Am Legend. <laughs> um, and and Zowie's just whimpering and being all sad. Her bottom half is all bloody and it's hell. Um, and yeah, Drew is just there holding. So holding Dr- Drew doesn't down. go back home. No. He ends up hanging out at the church and he runs into Jeff and he's like, you got to help me take my dog to the deadfall. I'm going to bury my dog at the deadfall. bury my dog at the deadfall. So he he does help. Yeah. He's like, sure, whatever. They carry the dog. And again, we get the, you got to bury your own. Yep, they do that. There was a lot of, like, callbacks. Was this the question? Like, it seemed the same. But was the burial ground the same? I don't think it was. Because there were a few things that felt different, but it. I couldn't I th- quite tell. I think the burial ground was different. It felt smaller. Yes. For one. It felt like the rocks. I don't think there was like an image at all. It was just like sort of dotted little cairns everywhere. That wasn't like to make some succinct image. Because yeah. in this, it like they do a zoom out of the area they're burying in. And it's like this symbol. Yeah. Was it like that? In the, it must have been. I don't think it was, though. I don't no. remember it. Be, I, maybe it was, but I don't remember it being that way. Mm. But I have a shoddy memory. So. <laughs> <laughs> so they bury Zowie. And he goes home. You got to bury your own. He tells it. They're like, where the fuck? You know, where were you? He's like, oh, he's he's right. Drew's riding his bike home. And Mr. Krabs pulls up and he's like, where you been? 
Yeah. Your mom's worried about you. He's like, I was burying my dog. He's like, get in the car. Um, they drive home. Zowie shows up that night. Mm-hmm. And All they, growling and And they're stuff. like, you fucking lied to us. You're grounded. And he's like, holy fuck, it worked. Yeah. He's like, I did bury my dog. That's not a lie. Yeah. <laughs> But she's like, her eyes are all like weirdly glowing in the in the light all the time. And she's like growling constantly. Very spoopy. The dog does a good job, I think, of just constantly growling throughout the rest of the movie. I, I feel like, for me, I think that Zowie is much scarier than Church. A hundred percent. A dog is way scarier than a cat, period. Uh, like... I mean, right now, I'd be more scared to, like, interact with a dog that's a little bit off than just some cat that's trying to pester me. It's like, I kick. (laughs) So they... No, to be fair, I've had a cat climb me before, and that's unsettling. It's like, I'm not really sure what to do in this situation. I think I'll just let this happen. Oh, my God. So they take Zowie to the vet. Dad looks at him. He takes some blood, helps him out, whatever. There's no heartbeat. There's no heart. He's like, wow, there's no heartbeat. It just must be really low. There's some, you know, there's a continuing sort of thing with Zowie where, you know, they look and he's not healing after a couple days. And it's like a couple visits. Yeah. Between stuff like we see, oh, it's still necrotic. It's not healing. None of the medicine seems to be working. Uh just in general, he's got a real stumper on his hands. Yeah. He sends the blood out for some blood work. I can't remember when he gets the call back from this place. I think it's like towards the end of the movie. I think so, but it's it's really interesting because it's all the way, it's up here in the summary. Oh, weird. <laughs> but I think they're just kind of like, eh, this is what's happening. Yeah, they're kind of like square that. So Jeff yeah. and Drew go to the pet cemetery for Halloween. Mm-hmm. They get caught by Mr. Krabs. Zowie shows up, bites Mr. Krabs. Does more than bite. <laughs> Zowie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I said speed up. We don't need to speed up that much. So yeah, they do like this whole Halloween thing. And the, this is the Halloween tradition that they end up going to. Oh, they're telling a story about the creeds. Yeah. They're telling It's like, so it's a weird assortment of characters. Cause it's like Jeff and Drew show up and then Clyde comes out of like the woods with his gang of hooligans and scares Scares Jeff. I thought there was like a girl or two. So I don't know if it's just like all the kids, all the bad kids, all the bad kids. Uh, Just, yeah, the the older, more adult kids. Were they drinking? Yeah, there were a few. They were. Okay, that's what I thought. Because it's a little dark. Can't quite tell. It is kind of dark. But yeah, no, they're all like swigging beer bottles and stuff. Um, But it was kind of funny because like at the beginning when. um, the, they scare Jeff. You remember? They have this like elaborate. I think it's a sex doll. It is a sex doll. But it's in a white dress and it's flying through the air. But Jeff has like this weird hallucination. Where that it's he's, his like, mom flying out. Jeff, come find me, darling. Or something like that and lands on him. And all the kids are laughing while he's screaming. <laughs> So, yeah, they're telling the story of the creeds and then Mr. Krabs comes busting in. The other thing to note is Drew is grounded, but his mom, who's very oh, kind, yeah. lets him go. So he doesn't have to miss out. Mr. That's, Krabs that's is like. That's the whole reason that yeah, uh, Mr. Krabs, Krabs is, is there like, anyway. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Dumbass. And everybody's running away. They trip Drew because they're like, it's your fault that he came and ruined our night. And 
Zowie shows up and mauls Mr. Krabs to death. It's like it's In a quick neck. it's a quick maul. It's like one In. huge bite, and it's kind of weird because you don't get he a good dies really fast. He dies real fast. You don't get a good trajectory of where like she bit him necessarily on at first, but then you like he his back is turned, and then you kind of look at him, and it's just this huge chunk out of his neck. center jugular, and it's like yeah, he can't talk, and he's like yeah, he dead dead he dead. So they decide to bury him in the de- how they oh, carried really... a grown two teenage boys carried a grown ass man over the deadfall. Drew was okay. also sporting uh, a Dracula outfit, which yes. I thought was really funny. He was like the um, original Dracula kind of. Yes. So he it was really funny because also he like he did a Sharpie widow's peak, but his hair is like poking through very obviously in the middle. He didn't like slick it back at all or something. Yeah, my grandparents, <laughs> so for one one Halloween, it was my grandparents, um, my uncle and my biological father, they, did, they all wore Dracula and they slicked their hair back with Vaseline. It took forever for it to come out. I bet, dude. <laughs> but it looked, I saw photos, like, it looked... It looked stellar. So good. Like, they that's how to, you do it, but They yeah. had to keep their hair under running water for so four I, hours. So, I feel like, oh, <laughs> you know, he went he went a little far with the Sharpie Widow's Peak, but he it's, really just sort did, of, yeah. he, it's just sort of like, he has to be able to quickly take it all off so he doesn't get caught. <laughs> I actually thought it was kind of endearing, too, to be like, his outfit is kind of shitty. Because it's like, yeah, it's a kid's Halloween costume, yeah. so it's like maybe he did it himself, you know? I mean, his mom helped. His mom helped, sure. But they had to be very, they had to be clandestine about it. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, I forgot what Jeff was dressed as. He was dressed as Jason Voorhees. Oh, that's, there you go. Yeah. Interesting choice. <laughs> and Dracula and Jason are taking the sheriff into the uh, Indian burial ground <laughs> to bury him and then resurrect him. Which, did you know, a good idea. So he comes back. He's, you thought he was bad na- then. He's worse now. <laughs> he's a little more cheerful, though. He's less of a grouch, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, he comes home and he's just sort of like, man, just... There's a lot about uh, so, this that I so, hate. There's a lot about this that I well, hate. Well, one of the problems also is that he's got that giant fucking chunk in his neck. Yeah. That we all got to just try to work around here. So he... The first thing he fucking does when he gets home, though, he... I think he he rapes his wife, right? Yeah. That's basically what happens. That's why I said this is the boner killer. This was a massive boner This is a killer. boner killer. So, like... He's he's running the shower. He cause also he's freshly dug up. Yeah, he's dirt. Blood everywhere. So he's putting like a bandage on his neck poorly. And then she's like, Oh, why don't you come to bed? So he comes to bed and he gets on her and she's like, No, no, like it's so uncomfortable. She's like fighting back. Yeah. And then she unknowingly commits th- there's a lot happening. So she unknowingly commits necrophilia. And she's raped. So I'm just sort of like, this woman's having a terrible time. This is a bad day. I wonder. So there are. Bad start to a bad week. There's a <laughs> there's a story that I heard on a podcast one time where it was this person like got really <laughs> ill. And so they went to the doctor and they're like, hey, have you, you know, what's your recent history? Like sex, you know, your sex history, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, I hooked up with this one guy at this like 
festival that I went to, they're running tests. Turns out that it is a disease that you get from eating human brain. Oh, my God. And they had made out. Yeah. So he passed it on to her. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's gross. So I'm like, does she just have like a myriad of stuff now? Oh, she's got dead meat she's was in her. <laughs> she's got it. That's not gonna. That's not gonna be good for her. The next gyno visit's gonna be interesting. <laughs> oh God! I like how much you thought about this. Um, I mean, that's just the least of her problems because. But of course, there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if they thought of how bad this is. No, definitely not. Like they just went for in for like a weird shock value. Because also, just so you know, that. you can be raped by your spouse. Just yeah. PSA, putting PSA. that out there. So, and she's not the same after this. No, no, she's really frazzled, and she's I like think immediately. She's, got she's more distrusting of of him now more than ever. Obviously. That's why I wasn't sure if he was like fully, like if he was, I wasn't sure if he was abusing her before this point. He was definitely verbally abusive. Yeah. Um, anyway. I think you, I, I wasn't sure, but it looked like she also had bruises on her. I missed that. Because she was wearing be, a yeah, very loose, right. like off the shoulder, very 80s kind of sweater. Yeah. And I couldn't tell because the lighting's a little off, but like it looked like there was discoloration. But, of course, the boys are loving this for some reason. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, well, he's funny in this scene. He's, yeah, so... So, he's eating... He's acting like an absolute menace at the dinner table. So, well, first, also, he took all of his rabbits, skinned them... Yeah, And is cooking them for dinner, and he's just... Eating rabbits by the I handful. actually, it is interesting because there's a lot of shock value in this. I, for some reason, my reaction was to scream every time it happened. <laughs> I don't think it was out of fear. It was more out of sheer, like, the, this, the audacity of whoever the fuck did this movie. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, sir? Uh, it was upsetting to see, like, oh, we were going to do, we were going to count the kills and now we got to count all these rabbits. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so many rabbits. So many rabbits. Uh, so he's having dinner with Jeff and Drew because Jeff's staying over at the at the Drewy household. Suddenly, you know, Drew, my dad said you could come over. And they're like loving it for some reason. He's, they're both like he's cool now. Drew, because we so cool we now. all have this shared secret, maybe. I guess, or like it it's some weirdness. Um, so. Mr. Krabs is acting like a whole menace at the table, eating rabbits left and right, not a using the silver. A whole ass menace. A whole ass menace. And he's like, he takes the bowl of mashed potatoes and starts spooning them into his mouth with the serving spoon of all spoons. And so gross. It's very gross. And he's like, mashed potatoes starts, are falling out yeah, of his mouth. Yeah, he starts laughing with the mashed potatoes. <laughs> it's so gross. It's like and falling out of him. And the boys are laughing sort of out of fear. They're looking at him like... What's happening? And I don't know why. Kind of I don't know why they're like, yeah, let's go to. I think Drew thought that things were going to be okay, but then they were like, oh no, something's deeply, deeply wrong, wrong with uh, Dad here. This we the so um, Doctor Chase got the phone call about Zowie being a dead animal around yeah. this point, which is why he lets Jeff go over there. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. go, just, just be. Be, be chill. Like, he, keep an eye... He says, keep an eye on Zowie. 
And as he's saying that, Zowie's in the back kennel with also the rest of the kittens that are there. And this is awful. She busts her ass out of this kennel somehow. Brute force. She, like, she's bending these bars. And she murders the rest of the kittens. And murders the kittens. And two little girls come in with their mom looking for the kittens. And And they witness that. It's just a bloody pile. And so he's like, what the hell's going on? Because that's weird. And then also he gets a phone call from the guy at the lab being like, ha ha, very funny. Why'd you send me do- dead dog blood? And he's like, bitch, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, the last person who did it was the guy who owned the place. Do you think that maybe that would be like a red flag or are they just sort of like, oh, I guess this is a Ludlow funny business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like that. That's pretty wild. This is the Ludlow. Hello. You said. <laughs> You said dead dog blood to your vet lab. <laughs> this is me introducing myself. I'm a funny guy. Uh, so Chase now has his lead of that of wanting to follow up with the previous owner, and that guy's like, <laughs> he's wild. He's wild. We get intro- So Chase drives out to whatever like remote lodge this guy's living at. This weird one room cabin he lives in that uh, he just does taxidermy all day like he's coming in and he's this guy is replacing the eyeballs on a stuffed pug <laughs> and he's just sort of like you would look better with your eyes if they were blue, blue. pop pop <laughs> it was kind of funny um but he does this whole thing talking about the creeds and like the dead cat it was dead and that dog is dead it too, too. <laughs> Giving him the sound advice to get out of Ludlow and never turn back. I would have done this immediately. A hundred percent. And not let my son go. I would have left my son. I would have just gone out. (laughs) Goodbye. I would have pushed him over. This is... It's like the dog's going to get you. It's my chance to get get out. out. (laughs) Oh, yes. Is this the part where Drew and his mom are trying to... So, So they are I think the they're biking somewhere together. Drew <laughs> Drew and Jeff are biking together. Oh, they're le- I remember. I remember clearly now. So, they're saying goodbye. They're both on their bikes and they're like, "Hey, I'll see you later." So, Drew goes one way, Jeff goes the other, and in comes Clyde. Yep. <laughs> on oh, his, yeah. On his dirt bike. I assume it's a dirt bike. Yeah, it's a dirt bike. And he... He's catching up quite easily to Jeff without any effort. I think it's really funny that he has a dirt bike because, like, earlier in the film, he was rocking a, like, children's bike. He was. <laughs> he probably stole it. The dirt bike? No, the, the children's, children's bike? bike. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he probably Because yeah, I don't think that the school would let a child bring a dirt bike onto the premises. No, definitely not. <laughs> so he catches up and pushes Jeff like down an embankment on the side of the road. Yep. And he takes, like, he takes the bike, flips it upside down, and starts... The wheel starts going. He gasses it up. Yeah. And he is his plan is to put Jeff's face onto in the, the wheel. spinning wheel or into the wheel. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. says, like, I wonder if this will take off a person's nose. Yeah. Great. This kid is not great. It's not a good kid. In comes Mr. Krabs, and he's just sort of like... He's like, what do you think you're doing? And... 
sends Jeff on his way, and then he decides to fuck with Clyde. And he does this. He pushes Clyde onto the ground. He takes the dirt bike and starts revving it. Mm-hmm. And, like, putting it up towards his face. And he's like, oh, if you were just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm just, just playing. playing. And Clyde's scarf gets wrapped in the wheel. And you know what happens next. Just tired of face. Mashed potatoes. They didn't show us this because I guess he's a kid and we don't do that. We see a little bit of We did bit see his it. aftermath, We did though. see the aftermath, but they're, they, they're like, we're not going to show it to you. I did think uh, Mr. Krabs' reaction was kind of funny, though. He was like, oh. He was like, oops. Oops. <laughs> oops. And so he decides to create an army of the living dead. Yeah, he's like, well... Uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> yeah. He does see Drew. Oh, this is... So he actually sees Drew and he chases him first. Yeah, he does. And Drew go like goes into the house and they have a... He has a standoff with both Zowie and Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. And he runs upstairs. He sees his mom pull... He's like... In, he locks himself in the bedroom, his parents' bedroom. And yep. he sees his mom out the window. So he climbs out the window and... Falls off the roof basically because he's on the second floor, and he's like, "Mom, we have to get out of here. He's trying to kill me." And she's like, "What's going on?" She lets him in. She's like, "What's going on?" And then, as if to just ex- beautiful exclamation point on the end of this, Mr. Krabs just like runs and jumps <laughs> on the windshield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has a hammer. (laughs) Yeah, he has a hammer. He starts bashing the windshield. (laughs) So they start driving off. And of course, for some reason, this zombie can drive. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. And so he chases them. We did have some questions about the ghost rules or the spirit rules. The spirit rules. Is it. So when you bury someone, are you like damning their spirit to be stuck in this rotting flesh are they possessed do they mix with like the ancient evil spirits or is it just the evil spirits in their body and then is it just muscle memory from there give us your answer at (laughs) homegrownhorrorpod at (laughs) gmail.com so like that's that's my big question there and um he runs them into a what I thought was a logging truck. It was a potato truck. That's a bad way to go. They get crushed by They got mashed by the potatoes. potatoes. And we just see her foot sticking out. Their bodies are obviously too twisted. He can't make an army out of it. So he takes Clyde's body and brings it to the dead. I don't want no dirty bodies full of potatoes. So then there's a funeral... Drew and his mom just go out so unceremoniously. Really does, and like not a whole lot of. uh, uh, This is this is pretty much the last thirty minutes of the movie. Yep. Uh, So it moves pretty quickly, I think. And I don't know why, but suddenly Jeff is on the side of the evil zombies because he he conspires with Mr. Krabs. He does conspire with Mr. Krabs because he's like Mr. Krabs is like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be at the funeral home. Because I'm gonna be at the I'm gonna be at the gravesite because my, my my wife and my stepson are getting buried. I I'll just dig your mom up. I'll, I'll dig your that. mom up. You easy, want her, you want her back, right? I need an undead army, and you want your mom. So easy squeezy. Let's, let's do let's this, buddy. Let's work together. Let's work together. 
So Dr. Chase is watching the news and this is one of my favorite parts. It's just sort of, it's talking about how Drew and his mom died and they had a funeral. And then it talked about the, uh, I think it was like, a mashup on the road tonight. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> oh, no. no, then it's just sort of like the like the Bangor Cranberry Fest. <laughs> oh no, the Ellsworth Cranberry. Oh Fest. yeah, it was a the real, Ellsworth uh, Cranberry Fest, and then it was like, and jump. now there's a missing child, Clyde from Ledlow, and I'm like, they're trying to do the bad news sandwich. Is <laughs> what they're trying. But don't to do. you want to do good news, bad news, good news, not bad news, good news, bad news? I kind of want to start it off light. Give me the good news and then give me the bad news. You know? <laughs> That's my feeling. And then maybe close out with something good. So he's and also housekeeper is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's less of a housekeeper and more like a live-in girlfriend at this point. She's an au pair. Au pair. But usually au an pair. au pair is for when you have children. She's, he's got a child. He's 13. He doesn't need an au pair. <laughs> he's old-fashioned like that. You know? He went to Columbia. You always know. It, like, babysitter, au pair. Your husband's probably fucking them. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Is that the message you want to put out there? Every babysitter you hire, your husband is fucking them. Or trying to fuck them. I think that's a bad message. (laughs) I don't think everyone's trying to fuck the babysitter. If Snapped taught me anything. Oh, boy. We've watched too many Lifetime movies over here. So she's kind of like, he's he's a little bit off because he's like trying to figure out what to do with this information about Zowie. Mm-hmm. And I totally forgot. I don't know where like this, the like the dream sex scene between him and his wife and then the wife becomes Zowie. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's a couple weird. Oh, I think it was when like... he was like when Jeff was sleeping over at Drew's house. Has to yes, be. that had to have been it. Yeah. So Chase has this weird <laughs> sex dream where he's fucking Renee. And then, yes, her head turns into a wolf. Zowie's head. There's also straight boob. There's straight boob. There's full on boob in this movie. Full on titty. Full frontal tit. And. So. There's all this stuff going on, and he he gets a call, or so he goes upstairs. Cause okay, 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 I'm so good at this. So <laughs> I'm the best. Oh, at this. <laughs> oh boy. So Jeff is being weird upstairs in the attic. Hundred percent. So he yeah. goes to check on his son, and he's just being. He's like put his mom's best the dress that she was obsessed that the. The au pair was obsessed with. He has it out on a mannequin and he's like wearing a tux. And he's like, hey, Jeff, you good? <laughs> hey, buddy. You good, I, buddy? I know this is really hard because your mom died and now your best friend died and his mom died. And this is a lot of death for a 13-year-old it's very suddenly. such a bummer. It's such a bummer. Uh, so he's like, you good? And Jeff's like, oh, she'll be here soon. Don't worry. Like, she'll be here soon. <laughs> Au pair is like, hey, Dr. Chase, the graveyard keeper. What are they called? Gravekeepers. The gravekeeper. That's what they're called. Cemetery (laughs) cemetery lawn person. 
I think it's just great. This is a great gravekeeper. That's what, what other what other jobs right now have the term keeper in it? That's so old school. <laughs> keeper of the keys. <laughs> keeper of the keys. Key master. <laughs> oh, key master. Interesting. I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> so this this happened in another movie. I feel like. I was just referencing Ghostbusters. No. If that made you feel better. No, no. What but, happened? No, no, like the phone. Like, did this happen in the first Pet Cemetery? Yeah, there was a whole phone call sequence in the first that was saying, "Hey, your fucking this grave is dug up." Yeah, it must. But it that must like, be what I'm thinking about. It's like the mom. The mom gets the call. The mom Maybe? gets the call about uh, Gage's grave being dug up. Yeah. My brain is telling me that's not what I'm thinking of. But that must be what I'm thinking. There are some phone calls in that movie that related to the grave being dug up. So he goes and is like, "Yeah, my my wife's dug up. (laughs) My wife got dug up." And he's like, "Yeah, I love that the guy is like, yeah, I watched Mr. Krabs do it." Yeah, it's like, I was a witness. I saw it happen with my own yes. eyes. And I'm like, you didn't try and stop. No, thing you I did. sat here for four hours watching him do it. <laughs> I just let it happen. I was on break, man. Uh, yeah, just... I pulled crazy. like a double shift. I couldn't legally do anything. So the au pair is left home with Jeff, right? And um, she goes upstairs. Jeff just... she. It, she falls asleep. Mr. Ch- Dr. Chase was like, hey, make sure Jeff doesn't go anywhere. She falls asleep. Jeff walks out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediately. To meet Mr. Krabs at the burial ground so he can bury his dead mom out, <laughs> out past the deadfall. Mm-hmm. And so when she, when the op hair wakes up, she goes upstairs. She's like, Jeff, are you there? She sees the dress and immediately is like hypnotized by it and has to put it on. Yeah. So she does. And then she gets murdered by, by the mom. Renee. By Renee. Renee's back, baby. And she's never looked better. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Chase... The next thing that he does is he goes to Mr. Krabs' house, and it is like a fucking fun house. I'm like, Mr. Krabs, I want off this ride. You know, the door's open. Are you feeling it, Mr. Mr. Krabs? There's blood everywhere. Dead rabbits hung up on the ceiling. Um, There's an uh, upside down cross because that's spooky. like yeah saint peter's cross is hardcore <laughs> yeah um it's just fucking bonkers and everything's like there's shit on fire and he's like hey um you good i don't think you are i think that you might be a zombie i think you're dead <laughs> so there's a, a standoff really yeah involving these two this one man this dead man and a drill. Who will win? Who will win? Who uh, gets it, drilled? It's surprisingly not Dr. Shane. <laughs> you really thought he was going to lose this battle. But he, he wins and he says... Oh, the- can we also talk about... This is the moment where they switched protagonists. Yeah, suddenly Jeff is not the protagonist anymore. We were following it's Jeff Dr. the Chase. entire movie. It felt like as the protagonist and then all of a sudden the rest of the film is like 
about his dad. Yeah, it's because totally Jeff is Jeff, off the deep end. I don't know if it's just like he's so traumatized by everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe question. Well, actually, we do know that the deadfall kind of possesses people. I think that there was a bit of like some kind of influence happening from the deadfall. Yeah, because that tracks. Yeah. That happened every uh, the all the movies that we saw and the book. It was like the deadfall or in that area. If you knew about it and heard about it, then and saw the deadfall, it would start calling to you. It calls to you. It calls to you. There's no. It really stinks because there's no. You know the what's his name? The the guy that like tries to warn. Lewis, that's his name, right? Lewis. Yeah, yeah. The guy that tr- try to come. The guy that dies. And is like. Oh yeah. There's none Uh, of that. There's none of that. There's none of that. There's no ghosts really. No. It's all kind of hallucinations and like actual zombies. Did I mention that also like in between all of this is just gross like gore and like we tell yeah no I mean body fluids. Yeah I mean like little uh, we got the sheriff's (laughs) wound is seeping constantly. It's nasty. Uh, The pile of dead kittens you know we don't need to go into those details it was fucking gross. And I mean, like, the, the fucking wound on the dog's still, like, bleeding and pussy and stuff. It's a gross movie. Overall, like, we were talking about, is this grosser than Cujo? Yes. It is grosser. It is grosser than Cujo. It's grosser in a different way. It's like, Cujo, I could smell. <laughs> like, I could smell Cujo. It's an awful movie. And, like, but this... This was just nasty looking. I'm like, oh, all this greasy pepperoni everywhere. So he, so Dr. Chase, I keep saying so, so. Cut out all of my so's. I'm here to, my so's I will not. That's so much work for me. No, I am not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Chase wins his fight. He shoots Mr. Krabs. He also shoots Zowie. And the one thing that I do appreciate is before he leaves the house, he actually turns around and shoots them a couple more times. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good job. Good job. Good job. Make sure that they're actually dead. Double tap it, baby. Hell yes. He goes back to his house and he goes upstairs and Renette, <laughs> the au pair's name is Marjorie. Uh, <laughs> and she's dead on the, the bed. Yeah. I think he like moves. He... Oh, yeah, he, like, l- like pushes her over so he can see, like, half of her face is, like, gone. Mm-hmm. She She's dead, sir. Mad dead. Mad dead. She got a bit of glass out of her head coming out. <laughs> yeah. And then Renee and Jeff are sitting over, like, in the corner, and his, like, head is to her breast, and they're picture perfect, and, she, and they're like, we can be a family again. Like, I buy a family again. Can be a family again. And she's like, Jeff, why don't you go downstairs? And I need to talk to your father. Mm-hmm. And as Jeff is going downstairs, Clyde shows up. Yeah. Remember I, him? I forgot about Clyde. I seriously forgot about him when he showed up. And I was just sort of like, this is where I think, like, if, if, because there is something about the deadfall, because we see it more, I think, in the new movie. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going to be a family. And they, like, try to live as a fan, like, or, you know, because they're all fucked up. And then now we got to go get the baby. He's in the car. <laughs> so I don't know, like, I'm like, what is the MO? Because if it's, okay, I am going to 
create an undead family. I think it's an attempt at that and like an army. Like they just want to grow the undead ranks. Clyde, well, yeah, because I suppose because Clyde comes in and then everything like goes off the rails and Renee's MO just changes. Uh, entirely. <laughs> it's so weird. Like she now she's like, I've lost. I'm just going to stand here and burn to death. Yeah. So is like, what it feels when, like. Yeah. When Clyde comes, she, but she like starts knocking shit over. Yeah. She and, just like, goes nuts. <laughs> and so. Jeff is fighting Clyde. Renee is kind. I think she like bonks. She just chooses chaos. She chooses chaos. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she came in with the motive and then decided, fuck it. I'm just going to flip all the tables. Yeah. Clyde knocks out Chase. So she's running around doing all crazy stuff. And Clyde first attacks Jeff with an axe and then with an ice skate. Okay. I've mentioned my intrusive thoughts before. We don't even want to talk about my intrusive thoughts that come around ice skates. Okay. Okay. We're good. So I'm just immediately, I see that and I'm like, no, no, there was no, so no, 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 I think there was a, a hockey fight recently where someone got cut with an ice skate. He was not good. <laughs> no. So I'm like, did I write this? <laughs> did I write this? I think it was me. I'm actually the script writer. I wrote it before I was born. <laughs> So Renee locks everyone in the attic. She knocks off the door handle and she starts setting shit on fire. Yeah. As you do. Jeff finds a severed live wire. Yep. And roasts Clyde. Roasts Clyde. He would have been electrocuted also in this situation, but we'll ignore it. (laughs) I think it's also interesting that they choose to kill like his kind of main antagonist the same way his mom died. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, but I mean, it was fine. It was fine. Clyde's head I blows up. I don't think up there was anything to Because yeah, that's accurate. His head explodes and we get to see his little stubby neck. Oh. It looked like a literal balloon, like like the base of a balloon where it pops. It looked like that just kind of split open. I just realized something. My takeaway of this movie is like the garbage pail kids. Why? What? The Garbage Pail Kids. Do you not know the Garbage Pail Kids? I know the Garbage Pail Kids, but like... That's the vibe it gives me. That's the vibe it gives you? I say, I don't... That's the part I'm not following. It's like, why does it give you Garbage Pail Kid vibes? Because Garbage Pail Kids are fucking nasty. Yeah, but a lot of things are not... Anyway. <laughs> but no, like, that's their whole that's thing, like, is the, to, like, be nasty and, Yeah, but like, it's, like, cutesy nasty. This is just nasty to be nasty. Garbage Pail Kids are not cutesy. Well, like, I think boys would probably think they were. You know, that was probably, like, a cool thing to, to boys, you know? Yeah. Boys like nasty shit. I don't know, man. I'm just think like, because the one that I'm thinking of is I think there's one where it's, like, literally this, like, one of the Garbage Pail Kids is, like, heads getting blown up. And that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's 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 if that helps you figure out the trajectory of my thought process. I'm going to go with it. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you. Sustained. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, Renee is like, because I had mentioned, you had mentioned, where's the stuff? Where's, yeah, her, where's injuries? her injuries? I think that that kind of gets explained away because 
you know, they would have done cosmetics on her body before the funeral. Yeah. And her face does start bubbling and melting. Yeah. So as the, so the spark triggers a fire and it spreads really fast. We were like, oh, that is a fast moving fire. So she starts to bubble and melt. And so I think that like snaps him out of it. And he's like, oh, you're not my mom. Yeah. It's like, this is nasty. <laughs> this is gross. We can be together, Jeff. Yeah. She says, dead is better. Which I don't think. Dead is better. I don't think dead is better coming from Renee is as good as Judd's sometimes dead's better. Or however. You know. It definitely wasn't. Um, it but, tried. You know, to capture the magic. It tried to capture that magic and did not do so. It's not there. So Renee and Clyde and... She burns. So all of the zombies are dead. And Chase and and Jeff Jeff escape. escape And they move out of Ludlow. That's literally the next thing they do. Get the fuck out of Ludlow. Warranted. And that's the end of the movie. I hope they went back to Hollywood. There's so many other places you can go. Definitely. Watch well, as they just moved to Bangor. <laughs> <laughs> just a town over. <laughs> We're going to stick around. No, get out of Maine. So that was quite the ride. Thank you for putting up with my ADHD, <laughs> which is supposedly got cured and then totally came back. This, this movie was jarring. This movie did not deserve to exist. <laughs> I'm on a lot of copium to get through this. <laughs> this was like, I just, I'm again, I'm sorry. I didn't know what we were signing up for. What's our kill count? We have... So we have Renee. Renee. The sheriff. The sheriff. Zowie. Zowie. Drew, mom. It's five right there. Clyde. Clyde. Then we got four Four kittens. kittens. So that's ten already. Mm -hmm. And then... I'm going to say probably... 30 rabbits? 30 rabbits. Okay, so so we're we're at at, 40. We're at 40. I will say the thing that surprised me, Jeff's kitten survived. (laughs) Jeff's kitten did survive. We were surprised. We were like, there he is. Yeah, at the very (laughs) end. At the very end, Jeff and his dad leave with his kitten. And I'm like. A silver lining. How did that happen? I like how they cared to like preserve one of the animals when they just massacred the rest. Right. Ooh, this is going to be. This was released in theaters. This was released in theaters. Thank God. Can we just say also, B shared with me a piece of information that was very interesting about Stephen King and maybe a little bit about his thoughts. So apparently Stephen King was was like credited in some way initially on this film and then asked uh, he saw it and then asked to be removed. (laughs) We don't know officially what his opinion is, but I think that that it's probably not good. Speaks volume. A hundred percent. Now, Stephen King's known to like kind of give his IP to sort of anybody out there. I'm trying to think of if there are any other sequels that are that I can think of off the top of my head. And I don't think there are like like this. Yeah. Again, this just feels like a fan fiction. It's not an original Stephen. I mean, it's inspired by some Pet Cemetery, but you know, there was no Pet Cemetery too. I don't think there's any other ones like this where someone's just kind of like taking a Stephen King's work, getting him involved, and then just like totally missing the mark and just being inspired by his work. Yeah. So, my friend, knowing what you know, seeing what you have seen. What do you think the budget is for? Two dollars. 
no, I actually think this probably has an insane budget. Uh, because there's so many fucking characters. It's over the top. There's a lot of lot of um, special effects. There's crash scenes. There's uh, a lot of cosmetics. A lot of like gory uh, practical effects, which weren't bad. I gotta say, they looked they pretty were good. good. I think they did most... well. It was gory as hell, but it looked good. I think a lot of practical effects still look good. Exactly. I mean, like, uh, give me practical effects over the CGI any day. I think it looks way better. And I and I like sort of the 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 kind of schlockiness of of what you sometimes get with this uh, these visual effects because they're. I just think more interesting to see people spend time working on this to make it look like this. And it's interesting to yes. see how it how good it looks. So what do you think the budget is? I'm going to be really out there, honestly. I'm going to give this $25 million. Too high. Too high. Way too high. $8 million. Okay. The original Pet Cemetery was $11.5 million. Ah. So... I thought they would have gone harder for for round two here. So what do you think it made at the... I can't believe this was in the the movie theater. What did this make at the box office? $500,000. (laughs) 17.1 million. Why? (laughs) So it made its budget back. It made its money back and people watched it. Okay, but... The original Pet Cemetery made 8.5 million at the box office. That's insulting because it's a better movie, hands down. Like it is. I would hope that Pet Cemetery made more of its money post box office, you know, through mm-hmm. DVD releases or whatever. You know. So for rate, we have a 4.9 on IMDb out of 10 on IMDb. 22 so really per- bad. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hell yeah. 35% on Metacritic. No one's wrong here. <laughs> and this let's movie see. Sucked. What do we have? Do we have any other? Stephen Holden of the New York Times said, it is much better at special effects than creating characters or telling a coherent story. Accurate. Complete. That is, that's it right there. End the episode. That's it. That's it. That's like the visual effects. Amazing. But everyone's on Xanax. Variety. Variety's on something. Tell me Variety. Pet Cemetery 2 is about 50% better than its predecessor, which is to say it's not very good at all. Holy shit. (laughs) Variety coming in with a backhand slap. (laughs) Boston Globe said better entertainment than the first Pet Cemetery. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. But like, I guess time uh, healed, healed those wounds for Pet Cemetery. Because I think it's a little bit more positively received than this. I, I that's the thing. Because here's the th- like, there are so many people that when they are talking more about, I think when they're talking about the new Pet Cemetery, they are immediately like, "Well, you can't do better than the original," and it's like, "You totally can." can. <laughs> the one thing. So I don't know if I mentioned this on the original Pet Cemetery episode, but my very first interaction with Pet Cemetery was I can't remember what channel it was on, but it was the top one. It was a countdown of the top 100 scariest moments in movies. What scene do you think from the original Pet Cemetery was on that list? 
The part where Gage gets hit by a truck? No. The part where Judd gets a fucking knife through his Achilles tendon. That was pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> well, because in the original, it's more like a slice. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, I felt it inside of me. I was like... It was such a good-looking shot, too, like, visually. It was like... Because there's the, the, the... I feel like that's... The knife going in and then the cut. Yeah, I feel like you it's... You see it all. It I think so it's intense. twofold. I do think that in the original, that scene is done better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I, I think the new one went a little too far with... I think it lo- looked pretty good. I think it worked, but I think it was a little extra. It was a little extra. I liked the quickness of the original, original one. Because it came... It was so shocking and so fast that the audience would just like have a moment to like gasp or react to that. And yeah. It was really good looking. So I think it's twofold. It's the fact that like the horrors are surrounding a child and yeah. a child did that. And then also the physical pain. Yeah. That you would feel from <laughs> losing that tendon. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Pet Cemetery 2. Final thoughts. Boy. Boy. That's it. <laughs> I mean, well, I've said everything. This was a fucking awful. I'm sorry again for uh, suggesting this. You know, it's fine. Do we I, know next month? I don't know, but I went. So I went. I think I mentioned on the last episode I went to see Renfield with a friend, and she was like, she texted me because she she said like we should look into um, Stephen King's Rose Red, which is a mini series, so we probably won't watch it and mm. do it because it's also not streaming anywhere. But she did. She she was like, hey, I didn't find it anywhere on streaming, but I did want to tell you that if you haven't watched it, you should watch Gerald's Game. And I'm like, we tried. We, have, we tried. We tried because if you guys don't know, the book takes place in Maine. The movie, for some reason, takes place in Colorado. Yeah. Just they decided to switch it up on us. Yep. So I. Oh, actually, I do know what we're doing. But for now, it's a surprise. Okay, so that's a surprise. But before then, we're going to have another bonus episode that will be released this next month. It's already there. It's May. So we'll be having the birthday the ex- bonus episode. The self-indulgent birthday extravaganza is back, baby. It's another year. We're doing it. So What this, are we doing? I am going to subject you to Alien 1 and Aliens. Which, so Alien and Aliens. I think it's really funny because... These are the movie. This is the movie that I created this concept for you. Yes. And then you just were like, fuck that. I'm going to do Berserk. <laughs> because I wanted you to watch it. And I <laughs> and I decided to clockwork orange your ass and make you watch Berserk. Berserk. Um, so I'm going to make you watch Alien and Aliens this right. time. I have not seen them. I'm so. so excited that you haven't seen them because they're my favorite fucking movies. This is not... So... It, Aliens is not the one that has Winona Ryder, right? That's three? Three has Winona Ryder, yeah. Uh, Aliens is... um, I really like them because they... It it makes sense, I think, that they follow each other. Yeah. They both have sort of different tones to them. And I really like it, and I think it's well done. So I think this is peak Alien franchise. So I'm excited about it. Amazing. I'm so ready for it. (laughs) Uh. Till then, you can go ahead and send your questions to us on homegrownhorrorpod at gmail.com or our Instagram at homegrownhorrorpod. Yep, that's... (laughs) 
closing the book on Pet Cemetery for good. Sometimes dead's better. Bye. Bye.